Halt. Who goes there? Identify yourself. Boy, it's very important that we know who we are and that other people know who we are. I guess I, I, on Facebook the other day I saw something that sort of fits with this message. I got a little torqued up, I must admit. I have a lot of friends who were or are teachers, of course. And one of my ex-teacher friends, Ernie Maywalt, Jay, Jay is sitting back there going, he, he reposted this. It's a bunch of post-it notes. It's from a teacher. Here's what it says. Each, each post-it note has something different on it. Dear black students, in this classroom, your life matters. Dear Muslim students, you are not terrorists. Dear LGBTQ plus, now that plus kind of scares me, because I don't know what's coming after that. But anyway, that's another message. Dear LGBTQ students, your life is beautiful and allowed to expand past fake social rules. Dear female students, men cannot grab you. Dear Latino, there's an A in parentheses after the word Latino. I have no clue what that means. Hmm? Latino. Oh, Latino, Latino. Oh, I see. I got you. Okay. Dear Latino, Latina students, you are not rapists and drug dealers. Dear undocumented students, in this classroom there are no walls. I get what the person was trying to say, but it torqued me up, and I came up with my own. My own. <laughs> Dear Republican students, in this classroom, you are not right-wing fanatics. Dear student-athletes, in this classroom, you're not a dumb jock. Dear computer students, in this classroom, you're not a geek. Dear farmer students, in this classroom, you're not a hayseed. Dear Christian students, in this classroom, you're not a bigot. Dear Democrat students, in this classroom, you're not a socialist. Dear white students, in this classroom, you're not a racist. Dear Down syndrome students, in this classroom, you're not subhuman. And the most important one, etc. And I, I, I posted this and I said, I don't have enough post-it notes because you can go on forever. seems we have to label ourselves and group ourselves. How do you identify yourself as an LGBTQ plus, as a Republican, as a female? There's lots of ways to identify ourselves or that the world tries to identify us. You know, Jesus had only two groups that he identified people in, saved and lost. Nothing else mattered to Jesus. But how you think of yourself determines what you believe and how you're going to behave. Who you are in your own mind determines the rest of these things. The Bible says 
I'm created for God. I'm created to be with Him. To be His child. Now we know that sin in the garden screwed up the whole thing. But God had a plan for that too. It wasn't a surprise to Him. And now in the New Testament it's possible to be with God again. Just like in the Garden of Eden. Because I'm justified. It's ju- I, when I come before God now, it's just as if I'd never sinned. Justified. But in order for that to happen, somebody had to die. I didn't make up the plan where sin is erased by the shedding of blood. Now, that wouldn't have been the plan I chose. I mentioned to Ginny during the week. I wouldn't want to have been a priest in the Old Testament. Could you imagine the gore? They had to sacrifice sometimes thousands of animals. Could you imagine? Because they they had to get rid of the insides and the blood. It, It was a gory thing. But now, in the New Covenant, somebody died one time to cover sin for, for the ages. Right? We know that's Jesus. And now, I have a new life. I have a new nature. I have a new relationship with God. See, I was created to belong to God, and now it's possible. And now I belong to God because of somebody's obedience. Not mine. Jesus' obedience on the cross. So, identify yourself, Tim. Who are you anyway? Well, we can see, especially during wartime, when somebody said, identify yourself. In times of trial and tribulation, it becomes very, very important for you to know who you are, for other people to know who you are too. But the important thing for us today is not the answer to the question, who are you? It's, whose are you? Whose are you? Because if Jesus is the who's, we're okay. Our identity is set for all time. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, I'm compelled, because of the love of God, I'm compelled to do something. The love of God controls me now. The love of God constrains me now because I belong to Jesus my identity is wrapped up in Him because I belong to Him. It's tough for us in the United States because of the spirit of independence to think that we're actually independent, which we're not. There's nothing we say or do that is disconnected from other people. 
Everything we do has an effect on somebody else. Whether or not we want to believe that in this world. But even the spirit of independence, and that, you know, I've, I remember preaching on this 4th of July a couple of years ago. The Declaration of Independence isn't just the Declaration of Independence. That's not the whole name of the document. That's not what it says at the top. It says the Declaration of Indence, the Declaration of Independence from Great Britain. And then the last paragraph says, we are depending upon God. So it's the Declaration of Independence from Great Britain and the dependence upon God. We're not independent. Our country is not independent. The people in it are not really independent, even though that's the spirit of the world today. Everything that we are flows out of Jesus. I looked up the phrase in Christ. I thought I would just be able to write down a couple of scriptures. I found 86 scriptures that say in Christ or in Christ Jesus. Because our identity is in Christ. That in Christ is a position. It's a place It's a spiritual place where we live. And in this place, we are in Christ and Christ is in us. And in this place, God can speak to us. Jay, can't he? And he is speaking all the time. Even though sometimes... It's a quiet time, and that's okay, even though it makes us a little twitchy. But in this spiritual place, God just doesn't speak to Tim or Jay or you. He speaks to his nature that's inside of us. By his spirit, he lives in us. And he speaks to that nature. So the communication can't go wrong. He's speaking to himself in us. How could we not hear? Unless it's time to be quiet for a while. When God wants us to know something, we will know it. That's our identity as a child of God, with God by his spirit dwelling in us. So, we can't miss God. We can't miss God unless we try not to. Hello? Unless we try not to, we can't miss Him. We don't have to worry about missing Him, even though, Jay, we do, don't we? Because I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear your audible voice today, Lord. I don't know if I'd really want to do that. I'd probably melt into the floor. But I sure would like to know that, God, you are speaking and I can hear. Of course I know. I know. That's who I am. I'm a child of God with God living inside of me. 
it can't miss. We have a relationship. Relation. I'm related to my Father in Heaven. How could He not want to speak to me? How could He not want me? The Chris Tomlin song. You're you're a good, good father. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. Now listen to this. And I'm loved by God. It's who I am. Hey, hey, come here, you. Who are you anyway? I'm loved by God. No, no, no. I mean, who are you? I'm loved by God. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, who are you? I'm loved by God. That's who I am. Why is that song so popular? Because people doubt it and they need to be reminded over and over and over. When I first heard that song, I played it over and over and over. See, my identity is given to me. I don't go out and find my identity. It's already been given to me. All I have to do is realize what it is and accept it for what it is. I'm God's. I belong to God. I belong to God. So instead of me making all these choices, worrying about finding myself, Oh, I'll try this. No, that didn't work. Well, maybe I'll try it. Oh, look, I'm settled in the truth that I know who I am. I don't have to go find myself. I'm right here with God, my Father. I've got to focus my mind on Him. Focus myself on Him. Because that's where I belong. Ephesians 3.17 See, I am rooted and grounded in God. That means spiritually. I have like things growing out of me down deep into the love of God. And that's how that nourishment of God Himself gets up into my life. I'm rooted and grounded in Him. The wind might blow me around a little bit. But I'm not moving from there, from that grounding. I can't. Unless I start cutting the roots, why would I do that? And with that foundation, you say, with that foundation, knowing who I am, I can face anything. Anything. My father was killed when I was 10 months old. I had a stepfather growing up. He was a good man. He provided for his family. He's nothing like my my father. Totally opposite. And I grew up ticked off about that. There's pictures of my father before he was killed when he was 30. We were looking through a, a photographic album. There's this picture. I said, what did my picture get to 
thought, get in this album. It looks exactly like me. So wait a minute, I don't remember chopping wood there. It was my father. We looked alike, like twins. My personality, I found out later, was just like his. So I lose this person. Well, I come to find out later, as I'm born again, I really didn't lose him because I know where he is. But anyway, but he's gone from my life. So now I grow up as an abandoned boy. I behaved like an abandoned boy, scared, fearful. Is that who I am? Not after I came to know Jesus. No longer abandoned at all. Now, I didn't know this until after I was born again, by the way. God took me back and, and looked back and showed me some things. I'm not abandoned. No, I'm a son of God. How can I be abandoned? God lives in me. My Father loves me. So I can face anything. Have you ever been, don't raise your hand, have you ever been through a hurt in church? No, never, don't, don't raise your hand. I went through a terrific hurt in church. The church I was pastoring, I don't care what nicey-nice words you want to put around it, the church was taken away from my wife and me without our knowledge. It was hurtful. So we went down to be with Wes and Verna Clemmer on a few occasions for the next couple of years, and they helped us through our healing process. They spoke words and said, Tim and Jenny, this is what actually happened to you. Here's the words that describe it. No, 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 that can't be true. That's true. And after a couple of years, I was finally ready to hear God speak to me and say, Tim, I did that. Excuse me? I did that because you were going in this direction and that's where you wanted to go and to be. However, where you were was little by little by little turning you this way. And if I had let you go, you would have been way over there when we wanted to be over there. So I was able to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that experience. If you don't know who you are in God, you won't get there. You'll end up over there. I would have ended up over there. Or how about this situation? Mr. Millard, I know what it is. It's multiple myeloma. Excuse me? Yeah, it's cancer. Oh. That doesn't fit with our life. <laughs> that doesn't fit. Where's that coming from? I don't know. But I remember standing right here three and a half years ago saying, I do not have cancer. It's not mine. It's not who I am. I said, I'm not playing with words here. I know there's cancer in my body. 
but it's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. I am not identified as a cancer patient, and I don't want to tell people to tell me I'm a cancer survivor. That's not who I am. I'm God's. I belong to Him. He and I are going to walk through this together. Oh, there was times in the next three and a half years when I got a little twitchy. I got physically sore. I remember lying in the hospital. I couldn't do anything. Couldn't even move. Just saying, Jesus, it's you and me. Just laying there. Couldn't do anything. And by my relationship with God didn't change. It was the same. In fact, we got closer. There's other ways to get close. Or how about this? I can face anything. How about getting older, aging? Now that we're both in our 70s, we both qualify to get into Vassar Warner Home in Poughkeepsie. It's a different life. Uh, especially with what we've gone through. God is still here. He still talks to us. He still loves us. He's still bringing us through. I'll tell you the truth. Last night I had a really hard night. A really hard night. I had to get him to take medication, which I don't usually do. Oh, I guess God doesn't love me as much anymore. Man, he just, I don't know where he is. You know, he's not healing my body and touching me the way I want. If we're not careful, it's easy to get to that place. But it's a lie. Because who am I? I'm God's. I belong to him. He loves me. He's not leaving me. He knows where I am. Why am I in pain? Why is my body doing this? I'm doing everything I know to do. That doesn't change my relationship with God. Hey, I'm not going to die on this earth looking like a 30-year-old. Okay? I'm, my body isn't evolving onto a higher plane. What's that line from the movie, uh, The Notebook? Uh, the guy is standing in, in the line of old people waiting to get medication. And they say, how are you doing? He says, well, I guess I consider it just a process of wearing out. <laughs> so is God going to be with us as we age into old age? The Bible says we can be fruitful in our old age. The Bible says... Gray hair is a crown of wisdom. I guess you're more wise than me. That's why I keep her around. See, I'm called to be with Jesus. He loves me. I belong to him. I was just looking at the songbook. No God loves people. 
I remember when we started this church, the mission statement was about two sentences long. Then after a while, it was just, this is the whole story right here. Know God, love people. Of course I'm called to know God. I'm his. The object of my identity in Christ is not to be blessed. No. Oh, I'm going to get blessings along the way because my father loves me. That's not my object. My object is not to learn how to serve God. Oh, what am I supposed to be doing this week? What committee can I join? Now, again, there's nothing wrong with committees. There's nothing wrong with doing a Thanksgiving dinner. What a blessing for the community. But that's not my identity. That just flows out of my identity. I just want to understand and see things from God's perspective. And with my identity being intertwined with his, it's possible because I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly places spiritually. Right? Seated with Christ in the heavenly places. I can look down on myself and the world and see things as the way he does. That's what my identity will bring me. So who am I? Whose am I? I'm God's. I belong to him. I'm a son. First, I'm a son. I always have to go back to the sonship first. Then I can see other things the right way. If I forget about my sonship, I'm going to start seeing things with the world's eyes. And that always leads to trouble. Becky, would you come here, please? I did this a couple years ago. These are different. Give everybody one. If you want more than one, take more than one. Just a little card, an identification card for you. So you can remember who you are. And when somebody, you're writing a check and they say, could I see some identification? Show them this card. I belong to God. It's who I am. It's who you are. And when we know our identification, I'll put the rest of these out on the table out there, whoever wants more. I love being with people who know that they belong to God. It changes everything. It changes our attitude, changes our outlook, changes our countenance, everything. Halt, who goes there? Identify yourself. Who are you? I played this song a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to play it again. Stephen Curtis Chapman who you say we are, who you say we are. We are who you say we are. We are your sons. We are your daughters. We are who you say we are. And then in this song also, what's our response? Thankfulness. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Always, doesn't matter what the situation is, 
Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Doesn't mean be on your knees like this all day long. Be in an attitude of communication with God all day long. And then give thanks, not for everything, but give thanks in everything. 